Welcome to the Creatives Experience Podcast, hosted by yours truly, Isaac Whedon. On each episode, I will be speaking with artists and bringing you in on their life, faith, and creative experience. I'm excited for you to be joining us today. Thank you for listening. So without further ado, let's get to it. Hey guys, thanks so much for tuning in to this week's episode. I'm very excited that you guys get to tune in to hear my good friend Cap Chatfield. He is a very, very talented man. I've been really, really encouraged with what he's been doing online. And I'm really excited that you guys get to sit in with us on this cat on this conversation. So Cap, if you wouldn't mind introducing yourself. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, yep. My name is Cap Chatfield. I live in Omaha, Nebraska. I, uh, man, what is there? There's so much about me. I'll go with my family first. So I'm married. My wife's name is Joy. We've been married for a little over three years now. We have two kids, a two-year-old named Brave and a two-month-old named Raven. And they're my world. Love them so much. Mm. Uh, professionally, I just went full-time this past February with a digital media agency that the Lord put on my heart uh, and my partner's heart to start. And so we've been doing that full-time. And it's been fun, man. We've been, you know, traveling the world, went to Brazil already, going to Kenya in a few weeks, going to Finland in August. And I'm going um, to Finland. Yeah, I'm going. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, man, just uh, in a nutshell, just trying to do, trying to do what I can, man, to see God level the playing field in the entertainment industry. I think for too long, you, you mentioned it in your prayer before this podcast started, but the enemy has just taken so much ground in that area. And that belongs to God. Amen. He has the best story, you know, the world has ever heard and it needs to be told in the most excellent way. And so I have a vision that God will release and reveal his glory through every glowing screen across the world. I really believe that. Mm. And um, I really, I really think what he's going to do is he's going to allow us to enter the marketplace, be a witness there like Daniel was in, in Babylon, and then uh, reveal his glory to kings and to show people, you know, that God isn't just the God of the four walled church. He, yes. he owns everything and he wants to take back what's rightfully his. So Amen. in love. Not in, <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta, if anyone's listening, to like, we're gonna <laughs> fight. <laughs> yeah, totally. Dude. So, in love, but, you know, he's, um, he, but the but, love, the love, do, and this is what I've been realizing recently, bro. Love does come across in ways that most people don't think it would, you know, and, word, man. and this is what God's really been revealing to me is there is no way for you to share the truth and not offend some people you can't do it it's just it's not humanly possible you know and so funny there's no way for you to withhold the truth and also not offend some people Mm -hmm. you're gonna offend people either way that's good so i think yeah man we we spend a lot of time worrying about or i think a better way of phrasing it is we've equated love with people's approval of us or people Mm -hmm. liking us that's good if people like us then we must have loved them really well but I don't think Jesus, I don't think anyone loved people better than Jesus did. And he had a lot of people that weren't, weren't that was one of the most offensive people in history. (laughs) (laughs) If not the, yeah. I mean, for you to get killed, for you to get killed. I mean, man, that's, that's hardcore. And I, and I believe that's something that is very much so uh, a fear in the body of Christ today. That is unfortunately a fear 
is the lack of uh, courage to be able to speak out truth and and like people just worry that oh I'm gonna hurt people's feelings and according to you know political stances and all this stuff like yeah well this is this and this is this but it's like yo man like if you stand on the word of God if you if you believe in the Bible many people will not agree with what you have to say. And that's just what you got, what you have to understand. And and that's what we're called to, you know, we're called to bring light and that light creates a very fine line of division and it's white or black. And it's as easy as that, you know, and I've been really, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, cause I, I, I couldn't agree more with you, man. And if anything, I think I personally lean more on the side of like, Things are too comfortable. Let's stir the pot a little yeah, bit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say the thing that no one wants to hear. Like, and I, I think that there's a, you know, a specific calling for that. But it's um, unfortunately, I think what we see is like, is people or Christians specifically will speak like that mm. from an insecurity rather than from a place of true, genuine love and knowing who they are. And, uh, and that's when it gets dangerous. When people are like so... I don't care what you think. I, you know, I'm bringing the truth. That's why I'm here. It's like, yeah, you know, I think, I think Chris, you're right. Christians need to grow in boldness in these days, in this hour, unapologetic truth. We need to stop apologizing for truth that God doesn't apologize Amen. for. Amen. Yet. I think we can grow intact for sure. <laughs> I, think, yeah. I think we can grow in, um, in making it a goal to build a relationship with people as we share the truth. Cause I think we're, sometimes we're okay with, I'm okay with not having a relationship with you after this. Yeah. Like salesmen, really. It's like, as long as you sign on the dotted line, I'm good. If not, I'm on to the next person. Yeah. It's like, you know what? I think Jesus was patient with people. And I think, I think he took his time and I think he built rapport. And I think he was actually, I think he was interested in conversation and, and asking questions. I mean, who, who, who do we know that asks better questions than Jesus? So right. yes, he preached, but he also drew out like, what do you think about this? Mm. And then, and kind of diagnose the issue from there. So that's good, man. But yeah, I, I think you're, you're spot on, man, in general. And this is what's really crazy. Talking about, I mean, you said Holy Spirit lead this conversation. We're on total tangent now. But <laughs> what I think what's really scary, man, is like the one place where people can could could expect truth before is now becoming so watered down in our Amen. culture. Amen. And uh, I think God is, I think God is going to reward those who stand up for what's right, no matter what it costs them, even if it costs them a position in a church. Mm-hmm. Can you imagine? Mm-hmm. Can you imagine that oh, that that could happen? Like you. It's happening to people like you say the wrong thing and it it turns away people. And now all of a sudden you don't have a a job in full-time ministry. It's, it's sad, but God's going to reward those who are faithful to the call. So. Amen, bro. And, and, and uh, I don't want to say this is your phrase, but a phrase that stuck with me since, you know, I've been keeping up with you and, and we've been getting to know each other through Instagram and whatnot has been, let's take back media. Yeah. You know, or would you, I mean, you slightly unpackaged that already, but can you kind of li- speak a little bit more on, yeah. you know, your heart on that, where, um, where you stand within this? I think for me, taking back media is really twofold. I think there's a part of taking back media that requires confidence from mm-hmm. Christians. 
I feel like Christians are playing it very safe. Some are. Now, I, and I, I'm overgeneralizing. I get it. I get it. Some are playing it just very safe and not, not trying to speak the language of the world. Mm-hmm. I think that's a big thing. Um, you might have heard me say this before, but I think in these days, it's, it's critical that Christians learn to be bilingual with their creativity. And what I mean by that is when Jesus spoke, he spoke to the crowds in a parable and he Mm. spoke to his disciples in plain spiritual language. Mm. He was very clear about that. Matthew 13, I mean, Matthew makes, writes down this account. He said, whenever Jesus spoke to a crowd, he always spoke with a parable and he never spoke without a parable. Mm. Only a couple of verses later, he's in the inner room with his disciples, just his disciples. And they ask him, Jesus, what did you mean by what you said in that parable? And he unpacks it for them. And so for us as Christians, I think we need to, we need to grow in, in embracing uncomfortable. It's really comfortable to stay in the church and just create Christianese stuff. Okay. And there's a place for that. I'm not minimizing that at all, yeah. Yeah. but that's only one language. Yeah. And then you also see other Christian creatives who don't want to even be associated with Christianity at all. It's like, I'm not a Christian rapper or whatever. And I, I get people have their reasons for that. I'm not dogging that because I think there is, there's strategy, there's wisdom, all of that. But I think I, I've just seen enough. I've seen enough, man, of people who say I'm a Christian rapper and then they go and live their life after they're on stage or whatever, and they don't live it out, man. And mm-hmm. so I think God is, it wants to raise up a generation of people who like Daniel, dude, Daniel's the archetype of, of what I think God wants to raise up right now. Mm-hmm. And what you see in Daniel's life is you see a man who was, excellent in Babylonian literature. He was excellent in a literature that wasn't even his own people's literature. Mm. So he's taken captive and he's not saying, no, 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 I'm not touching that. That's not Jewish literature. I'm not going to get good at that. He got really good. He got like pro level at Babylonian literature Mm. so he could gain influence in the kingdom of Babylon. Yet, here's what's really important. Yet, though he was competent, he didn't compromise. Good. Shortly after we see about his excellence, it says that all the other men who, who were serving the king, they were given all these delicacies, meat and wine. And uh, Daniel and his boys, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego were like, no, we're not going to eat that. You know, we're going to just eat vegetables because they didn't want to defile themselves. And mm-hmm. so there's there's like that. I just think that's a that is a powerful creative today. Someone who's embracing, like, I'm going to engage the culture. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to create. We're going to do this thing. Amen. But I'm also going to value holiness. I'm going to live with a standard. That's rare, man. Because when you're out there, it's hard to uphold that standard. And I'll be honest, when you're inside the church walls and you're upholding the standard, it's hard to be influential. So people who, who uh, embrace both, and it can only be possible by the power of the Holy Spirit. Amen. And it requires utter dependence. So, but I think he's going to do it, man. I see it happening. I see people like you. I see there's a, there's a handful of people, people I've never met in person that I've only met on social oh, media, man. but, but I see it, man. I see the hunger. I see a genuine heart for God. And I also see, um, I see a respect for excellence in their craft. Praise God. And I'm really glad you mentioned about, you know, making friends, having these friends online, like that's really been, such a blessing that I've been able to experience is, man, I, I'm I'm not surrounded by the people that I would like to be surrounded by, or I don't know where they are. Sure. That makes sense. And sure. 
you know, being able to live um, in the Southwest suburbs of Chicago, I, I know the city's full of talent. I know there's amazing things that are taking place. I know there are people who have, you know, amazing gifts, but you know, without the power of the internet as we have today, it'd be so difficult to find them or you'd be having to go to shows every week or you having to go to this and go to that. Like, you know what I'm saying? We're here now. You can be at the comfort of your home, sitting on the couch with your wife or whatever, and you could, you know, end up finding somebody and, oh, wow, look how amazing this is and find encouragement. And, and this is something I'm going to continue pounding into everyone who's listening and have the audacity to contact people online. Oh my have God. the audacity. There's nothing to be afraid of, especially, especially if you're a disciple of Christ. And you see another disciple of Christ doing something for his glory. Why would you not? I mean, just hit them up to encourage them. They're not even like, oh, hey, yo, let's work. Or, hey, let's do that. Like, but above all, first, build relationships, right? And, and we were brothers or sisters in Christ first. Right. First. Before we're collaborative artists, before we're business partners, before we're whatever it might be. Sure. We're, we're, we're spiritual brothers and sisters. And so when we approach it that way, so much fruit can bloom from it, you know, because not only are you benefiting, both are benefiting from it, but you get to grow, you get to be challenged, you get to hear ideas and thoughts that you wouldn't have heard otherwise, because other people have been walking this life, you know, in a different way than maybe you haven't ever experienced before. You've been trapped to like a specific, maybe denomination or whatnot. And, and I do believe God is calling us to break free from any religiosity that has been taking place. And I mean, any, any and all, any denomination, like it's just Jesus. It's simply Jesus, man. It's so funny you said that because with all the people I'm, I'm building like really deep relationships with people like you, for example. Yeah. I've never met you in person ever. (laughs) And I feel like we're bros. We are bros, Mm -hmm. but you know, but I feel more than just like acquaintances. I feel like, dude, I care about this person and Mm -hmm. I want him to go. I want him to fill the calling of God on his life. And, Mm -hmm. and, um, and there's people that I see face to face in real life that I don't even have deep enough relationship with like that. So it's crazy. Interesting. So crazy, bro. It's so crazy. But I will say, um, Shoot, I forgot what you were just talking about. There, I had I'm just a- talking about making relationships online and, you know, having the audacity to hit people up and, and, and just building, you know, just building, even though people aren't around you, just utilizing all the tools God's blessed us with to really take advantage of it. You know, I think I, I think it's so critical, man, because I look at it like a stewardship, like we we do not get man. We do. Most people in America do not get what a privilege this is that we yeah. can do this dude oh, yeah. like that you can start a business and not have the government hound you down with like you got to give us this this or this or you got like it's we are so free here you could start a podcast and talk about jesus you know like you could you could do it saying, man for and now and send it for now <laughs> yeah that's what's crazy so like for me i think about like the apostle paul yeah he was like he was writing letters. He was sending them down the Roman road or whatever. Like he was, he was leveraging every bit of technology and human yeah. advancement he could to get the gospel out. He's like I the original like, Facebook post, you know, <laughs> bro. I feel if he had a, if he had an Instagram or a Facebook post uh, today or Facebook, he would be going buck wild, bro. Uh, I believe nothing it. Nothing but deliverance and healings. And then <laughs> <laughs> like, you should have casting out demons. Yeah, I mean, that, bro. that's, that's what we're called to. 
Hallelujah. So I've been really encouraged just with what you've been doing. And, and as a fellow, um, you know, brother in Christ, I've been very encouraged to see that, you know, like what I'm going through right now, I am also freshly married. I, I'll be celebrating my second year in September. Ooh, and yeah, woo woo, let's go. Oh, and no. and it's just such a honor to be married as a young man, you know. And and How old are you again? I'm twenty I'll be twenty-five this month on the thirtieth of June. Sweet. Yeah. Cool. Um and so what it's been really cool for me to see is, you know, you're creative, you've you've you just put all all your eggs in in a basket, you could say, and say, God, I'm just gonna trust you with this. Mm-hmm. And you have kids. Yeah. You know, and, and that's something that I, I know I personally trusting him. You mean by going with his business you're saying, or I'm saying what? going with his business, doing what you're doing, like just, just pursuing what God's put on your heart. Even though like you have kids, you have like, you have things that need to be taken care of. And when it comes to, you know, running a business or doing things creatively, it's not yeah. a promise. It's not a promising, not, not promising. It is a promising thing. It's, you're not guaranteed a paycheck. You're not guaranteed no, money to come in. You know, like girl, I've been making music for three and a half years. I've made a well, I've made a few cents or a few bucks here and there, but nothing, nothing to live on. You know, right, and right. and then for what you're doing, bro, it's like you know, creating content, creating videos, going out and doing stuff, going and traveling and sharing the gospel and things like that. Like that takes money, you know, and eventually money does start coming in. But I just want to let you know, I've been very encouraged that you, as a husband and and a, and a fresh father, you trust God with everything, even with provision for your children, bro. It's just really yeah. for me. No, I, I appreciate that, man. It's a battle, dude. There's, it's a, it's a constant ebb and a flow. Yeah. Um, there's, there's so much, I will say this, it would be impossible for me to do anything that I do right now without the support of my wife. Mm. Cause we're a team, man. Praise you God. know, we're one, we're one flesh. Like I need her. I need her so much. I need her more than I realize I need her. Mm. And she's like the best thing in my life right now. And if I didn't have her, like, I'll tell you this, for example, like when I was going to go to Brazil this spring for that tour that we went on, um, I almost pulled the plug like a month before because she, she was pregnant, dude. She was pregnant with our second kid. She was due. She was only due a a couple weeks after I would got, I would get back Mm. from Brazil. Like that is late word. And uh, she was like, I don't want you going. Like, you kidding me? Like, you're going to leave me like this. And I told her, I said, babe, I'm pulling, I'm pulling the plug. Like we're not doing it unless the Lord speaks to you. Mm. We need to do this. Come on. And uh, it was so cool, man, because I like, and that's, I think God, dude, he honors proper priorities. That's right. He just honors that. And so I said, you know what, this thing, like, I don't idolize this thing. There'll be more in the future. This isn't like, like, yeah, this is a major part of why I'm here on planet earth right now. But like, shoot, like not more than my wife or my children. Yeah, dude. But, um, it was cool. Cause I said, Hey, by the end of this week, which was Friday, by the end of this week, if the <laughs> Lord hasn't spoken. For two days? You gave her two and a half days or whatnot? I gave her five days. Oh, five days. Okay. Five days. <laughs> gave her five days. Because I, I, I had to communicate to the team. Like, it's well, only I mean, Yeah, days. for sure. But, no, but this is what I said. I said, consider it canceled mm. unless we hear from God by Friday. Wow. So it was like, if Friday came and we didn't hear anything, it's done. It's over. It's canceled. Yeah. But if we did hear something by Friday, then it's on. 
Mm. And it was really cool because Monday came, nothing. Tuesday, nothing. Wednesday, nothing. And, you know, I, I've already told Josh from Soundseekers, I was like, bro, this thing's canceled, dude. <laughs> and he was like, oh, man. Like, he was so bummed. I was, I was bummed. But um, that Friday morning, dude, actually, I'm going to pull up the scripture if you don't mind. Do yeah, please so, do. Wow. My, uh, that, Talk about that, last minute, man. Bro. <laughs> You're making me stressed hour, out. Dude, <laughs> 11th hour. I wasn't, I, I, it wasn't that I was stressed out. I know, I, but I'm stressing just here. <laughs> oh, dude. This is my life, bro. This is my life. Okay. Exodus. My wife, I come downstairs. She, she woke up before me and I was, let's see, where is it? Let me get the right version. Mm-hmm. No problem. Um, Exodus. Old Testament, huh? Man. Oh, dude. I'm all about the OT. Hey. Damn. <laughs> okay give me one sec bro ah here we are okay <laughs> so so she um she i come downstairs she's like cap i need to show you what i read in the word this morning i was like mm. what and it was from exodus 35 and this is what it says in verse 34 this is about bezalel and Holiab. if you see my content i talk about them all the time because there's like super it's super clear that they're creatives they know What's that? Did you just post something today about them? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. did. I remember. Yeah. I posted cool. my first YouTube video, actually. Yes, yes, yes. So um, this is what it says in verse 34. It says, And the Lord has given both him, Bezalel, and Aholiab, his partner, son of Ahisamech, of the tribe of Dan, the ability to teach their skills to others. Mm. And as soon as my wife read that, she said, the, she, she knew the Holy Spirit was speaking to her. And he said, Joy, I've given your husband this mantle of creativity, and I need him to teach other creatives how to do the same. And he, he was like, please don't get in my way with this. <laughs> so like she, yeah, dude, like she had crazy. That just brought me to tears, bro. Dude, it was it was so perfect because she had a serious fear of the Lord moment. She was like, whoa, okay, you're going to take care of me. We'll be fine. Mm. He's going to go. So she told essentially, me. essentially, she, she, although you prioritize your family, she misprioritized God. I, yeah, I don't, want, I I don't want to make it sound bad, but but essentially it's like, you know, I, I need my I need my man here as, as if like God can't take control of everything. That's fair. That's fair. And and sorry, Joy, if you're listening. <laughs> I think, she, but here's what's cool is like, you know, she operated in a moment of emotion and logic yeah. and wisdom. I think it's wise. I think it's wise to say, it's "Hey, mother. it's a mother." Yeah, I think it's wise to say, "Hey, look, we're gonna have a kid." Like, you know, I'm not down. Yeah. But what was great was her response to the Lord. Amen. As soon as she heard the voice of the Lord tell her, she was like, "Awesome." Um, I'm in, you know, um, you need to go. And that's only something my wife would do to me, bro. If I had something like, and she's pregnant, she's like, you're not going, dude. Like, you're not going. I'm like, uh. (laughs) So I got to remember if something comes up and my wife's pregnant in the future, like pray about it, babe, because the Lord may have other plans. Yeah. Then he's so faithful, man. He's faithful to to make it happen. And it, it, it didn't make the trip necessarily easy. Like it was still a challenge for her. And she, she held down the fort back home and my mom and her mother-in-law or her mom were, you know, helping out with and stuff. But it was 16 days. It was, it was like over two weeks. So it was a, it was a good chunk of time. Wow. And, 
but she, I mean, shoot, man, she's a trooper. It was a great time. Praise God. So, yeah. So, now, so, so you're going now to Finland, correct? Because first you're going to Africa. Going to Africa in two weeks. So yeah. tight. Because I was talking to Josh and he's like, yeah, bro, there's no way his wife's going to let him go to Finland. <laughs> and, uh, and so, because, you know, what's his name? Uh, Brazilian guy. Uh, Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Ryan mentioned to me to go on the trip, you know, yeah. and I'm like, oh man, that sounds super cool. Da, 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 da. But I'm in, I'm in, well, unless the Lord provides, I currently am in no shape to like pay for a ticket to go out there, you know? So, I mean, I'm totally down, but that has to be a miracle. And, uh, it's just so cool that, you know, God just putting together these connections, right. With people from all over the world now where you get to go and travel and do what you what's on your heart, you know, and I want to encourage you guys, those of you who are listening, man, it's as long as you're faithful to what God's calling you to, he's gonna open doors. I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a biblical fact, you know, but you got to know where you stand with this. You got to know where you stand with the Lord. And if you're not being faithful in the small stuff, why should you be blessed to go and travel and share the gospel outside of your home? It's, it's great that you said that because for me, I knew that this would be a part of like my calling mm. years ago. Yeah. I knew it. Um, I didn't know how it was going to happen, but I knew that it was going to happen. And the, the thing that, the thing that always tripped me up and made my, my current situation miserable was trying to force my way there without being faithful here. Mm, because where you are right now is not an accident. Even if you screwed up, like even if you if you are where you're at because you screwed up and you walked outside of God's will, he's not surprised. He's not shocked. But like the best question that you can ask is, God, how can I be faithful right now with what I have? And I will tell you that for me, the past four years, so I was working full time at, at Love Church, the church that I'm still serving. At, I'm still a leader at. I just I, I don't get a paycheck like as a staff member. Like yeah. I used to. But spending four years under the direct leadership of my lead pastor, who is an incredible man of God. I, I attribute so much to who I am now with little disciplines and consistency and, and just Godfidence mm-hmm. to him and his discipleship of me. And I'll tell you what, man, if I hadn't had that, f- those four years, that season of being submitted to another man's vision, there's no way God would trust me with my own vision. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, unfortunately, we, we want to bypass the process and we want to be in authority before we've been faithful under authority. That's good. And, uh, I think that if you can be faithful under authority for a season, man, under the authority of God through a person is what I'm saying. Like through yeah, your, your boss, yeah. through a pastor, whatever it is, I, I believe God, he requires a season of that faithfulness before he can trust you to like follow the le- the leading and prompting of the Holy spirit alone. Sure. Um, because you have to come to a place of realizing like, it's really not about you. It's not. So mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, so I'm in this position now and it's crazy, bro. Like it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Not on my radar. Mm-hmm. I've literally finished the Brazil trip and they're already talking about going to Finland. I'm like, this is nuts. Dude. Like, <laughs> but it's, um, it's really cool, man, because people are hungry. Like mm-hmm. I, see, I see Christian creatives just really hungry for just like a, like kind of like a defibrillator, like, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. you know, showing them that God cares about this. So, right. 
Hallelujah. Amen, bro. I'm very happy to hear that. Uh, so what would you say is your expectation for this new wave of like Christian creators that is without a doubt coming to surface? You know, like that, as a fellow creative, what do you expect as somebody who's, you know, following the Lord? And because and, I do believe there has to be that like, it's, yeah. it's needed. The, an expectation, expectation level is needed so that we can hold each other accountable. Um, I would say anything that you could hold on to. Yeah, dude, I could, I, I think I'll just speak to like where I'm at right now. If you were to ask me a year from now or a month from now, my answer might be different, mm. but answers do tend to change. <laughs> yeah, we grow, we grow yeah. with experience and we grow with God puts different woes on our hearts. And so right. Uh, right now, what I'm really, what I'm really passionate about is seeing creatives embrace professionalism like never before. Mm. And what that means is think about it like this. The way that I see it is there's a greater demand on creative gifting now than there even was 10 to 20 years ago. Mm. Like you could, like when I was in school in high school, I went to art class. I was an AP art. I love design, was doing Photoshop, just messing around. Yeah. But in order for you to have like a real, like for, even for you to have like the dream of being a professional, mm-hmm. you had to be hired by an agency or production company. That's right. That's right. Being a free, freelancer like was going to be super, it still is challenging, but it like, it was way Close more impossible. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> because there wasn't, I don't think there was, there were that many businesses that were like seriously small businesses really mm-hmm. that were looking for creatives to work for them or work with them. Now with social media, really like creating a distribution platform for anybody and any business, it's not like just the people who have money for ad spend on TV. It's like, if you have a cell, a cell phone and an internet connection, like you, you should be putting out your own content. Uh, that's the standard now. And so now there's a demand from these business leaders and church leaders of like, yo, you got a creative gift. Like I want to hire you. Mm. The problem is, is there like this wave of creatives, they know they're gifted. They've been working really hard behind the scenes, but they haven't like connected the dots of like, okay, how do I apply this in a business setting? Yet? Mm-hmm. So you have people who are super talented, but they get completely taken advantage of in a yeah. business setting. Because they're like, oh man, a graphic, I'll do a graphic for 50 bucks. And it's amazing. Mm-hmm. And it's like, dude, you're like, who, like that, that spent, like, I don't know how long it took you to make that, maybe an hour or two, yeah. but it took you years to figure out how yeah. to make that. That's right. And, uh, but you know, it's, until singles or music, anything, any type of creativity, man, anything, any type of creativity, anything, man. And the problem is, is like, we, Creatives still don't, for the most part, are still learning how to be business minded and professionally minded with their craft. And it's critical because here's, here's what I discovered. There's really two types of creative people in the world. There's artists and then there's people who do creative services. I haven't found a one word line for them. (laughs) But here's the difference. An artist creates out of expression. They create from who they are, what they want to create, their Freedom. style. Yeah. Yeah. It's really not about other people as much, mm-hmm. how they respond to it. They will find people that appreciate it and they will build a fan base if they're good, but that's kind of their MO. There's nothing wrong with that. 
On the other end though, well, let me also say on this end, it's really difficult to get paid doing this. Mm -hmm. Really difficult. Mm -hmm. You have to get shows. If you're a, if you're a musician or a singer, yeah. rapper, whatever, music, a music artist, you have to get shows, sell, you know, put your stuff on Spotify, you know, all that whole deal, sell yeah. merch yeah. Yeah. on this other side though people want creative stuff and now you're tailoring your creative gift to their needs. Mm -hmm. And uh, both are really cool. I think it's important that we, we identify who we are and what our lane is. And maybe it's a little bit of both, but what I've noticed is the people on this end, they, they want, or maybe they're in the, they're dab. Okay. Let's, let's say this person's right in the middle and they've only understood this side. They've only understood the side of, I'm an artist, I'm a designer, because I like to design things, and this yeah. is my style. Yeah. And then when it comes to being hired, mm -hmm. they don't provide value because they don't know how to solve problems. Mm. And what we saw in Daniel, Daniel's a great example of this, because Daniel was gifted with the ability, he had visions from the Lord, and then God gave him the gift of interpreting visions yeah. that God gave him. But the visions weren't just for himself. Mm -hmm. That was what was amazing. It wasn't like, I have a vision and here's what it is. And, he, and now it's entertainment for all and enjoy it and, you know, buy my merch. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> like, that, wasn't, that wasn't what he was gifted in. He was gifted in solving problems for leaders around him. Mm -hmm. So the king comes to him with his own vision. And Daniel's like, no, nah, that vision's not really what I want to talk about. I want to talk about this. You know, Daniel comes and he enters his world. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, he solves a problem for this guy. Yeah. And that's what gave him influence. And so if creatives can, can grow in this professional mindset of like, this is my ministry to go out into the marketplace and leverage my gift and make an income off of it, make yeah. a living off of this. Yeah. But also to think through the lens of I'm here to solve problems for other people. I think that will give Christian creatives such a huge leverage in the culture today because the world is still trying to catch up with that mindset of using your creative gift to serve others. So I, I think it's big, man. I think it's important. Wow. Hallelujah. That's really good. And, and it's so crazy. You know, when it comes to stuff like this, you, it's very hard to talk as a creative, if you don't have the experience with the business sense, for example, you know, like, it's like, oh yeah, well, I think, well, have you done it? Like, have you tried making the money? Like, have, have you tried like marketing yourself or try making a living? And, and until you go out on the limb and just do it, you won't know, you know? And, and the reality is you do need money. Like no matter where you're at in society, you, you absolutely need money. And yeah it's okay to make money doing what you, God's blessed you with. And I know it's, it's okay. Um, yeah. I think we feel bad because it's like, I enjoy it so much. This can't be right. Well, it's like, what if that was God's too good to be true? <laughs> <laughs> like you're not going to do anything else. So you might as well do what you're, you love doing and that you're uh, good at. Like, uh, shoot. It's good, bro. Awesome. So how would you say you find inspiration to create your videos? Cause you, you create a little bit of different style of videos than some other people. Um, how, wh where would you find your inspiration or maybe it'd be like, Hey, here's a, some few people I've been inspired by, or maybe it's just like, yeah, it's just God. Uh, well, I want to throw I want to throw a question back at you. Cause you just said something interesting that I want to pick your brain on. So you said that just now that my style is a little bit different from other things <laughs> you see out there. How would you define it? As you see it. Challenge accepted. Um, you know what, bro? I the way I see it, 
I believe it's just very authentic. Mm. That makes sense. And I don't know if they're like proper pre-made categories for this, but I do love, I love, you know, you share your family, you, you share your heart, the way you create your images and, and you somehow always seem to just, ah, the, the aesthetic is just so nice, bro. Like always the logos in there, always the same font. Like you just found, you found what you like and what, and, and it's, it just works every time. And the way you put your effects on the photo, cause you do photos as well. It's not, you know, you, 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 you create graphics. It's not just videos, you know? So I just, I see you as somebody who's consistent with their style and brand, if that makes yeah. sense. And, and it's just very, it's very appealing. So Hopefully that's encouraging. That is, man. Yeah. What's up? <laughs> that was definitely the goal. If, if, yeah. if, it was, if, I, if I wasn't doing that, then... I mean, if it wasn't, I'd tell you. Yeah. No, I appreciate <laughs> that. But uh, so the question then is, what, where do I find my inspiration from? Yeah. And it, just in a nutshell, like, don't have to be anything crazy. Just like maybe some people or um, styles or I don't that's know. Question. Um, man, you know, I think honestly... I find a lot of my inspiration from music. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I'm inspired by a lot of visual stuff. Mm -hmm. But, and maybe like, even like, because with my photos, like you said, there's like a certain color to it. Like I use a, a preset that I created on everything. Wow. So it, it always has the same sort of look where all the other colors are muted except skin tones. That's sure. kind of, sure. that's, that's the hack if you want yeah. to do it um that is available for those of you guys listening like uh, an app i love because i'm not a graphic designer nor photographing or photographing um <laughs> a image whatever like i use visco you yeah know visco is amazing man it's like 20 bucks for the year or something like that and it's so so worth it so for those of you guys who are kind of wanting to up your style on instagram or whatnot any any photos for that matter you can just find which ones you like, edit them up a little bit, and just keep posting them on all of your... And then it creates this unison of... Absolutely. And of, even I use Visco a lot too. Cool. I even use Visco for some of my videos. Like I'll just... I'll put it on my... I use post. it on every... I use Visco. If I don't use... If I post it, I use Visco. <laughs> I, what I did though was I, I created a recipe. So you can... It's like... Yes, yes, yes. And it's just save it. And then every time you just boom, click, and you're ready to go. It saves so much thing. time. And you might have to tweak like exposure here and there, but, but generally like that's my thing and that's what I like. And I think, I think consistency really speaks volume. So cool. Um, so but said, as far as said music, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. So music, I like, um, I like edgy moody stuff. Mm. I, I don't know why I like, you could hear that in the, in the tune in the loop you always use the same. I, I forget what, I think it's from uh King's dream. Uh, yeah. John Keith. Yes, yes, yes. From John, is it from a John Keith. Song? I'm hoping to have John Keith on. Uh, in Dude, the next shout time. out to John Keith. Tag yeah. him in this video. Cause he's yes, my boy. Yes, yes. He doesn't know if he knows me, but, <laughs> and I used it legally through music bed. So hey, bro, you're, you're getting paid for it. <laughs> but yeah, I, I mean, there's other stuff that I like, but I don't know, man. I think, you know, you know what? There's something about, I don't know. I, I feel like for me, it's kind of, and maybe it's like the pro, the profit in me, quote unquote, if you're listening and not watching, but I like controversial. Mm. I, 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 and I think that comes that, I don't know. There's something about like, I want to like go against the grain and, mm -hmm. 
you see with a lot of Christian posts, it's like happy and light and beautiful and hope filled. And that's awesome. And I still talk about that. Like my message is still like filled with hope, but I want to like, I don't know. I kind of want, I I want like my stuff to like kind of punch you in the face. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, like, like I want you to feel something about this. Awesome. So yeah, I mean, that's it. I'm going to send you a project I just finished up, bro. Um, it's very much that. Cool. But, uh, Send it, bro. I want to see it. Yeah, it's, 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 I'm excited. Awesome, bro. Cool. Um, so, so, all right, you said your father. How has that really changed the way you create? Or would you say that's changed how you create? Or are you just, is that a different entity? Of- uh, man. Well, I've thought about it a little bit differently recently. Mm-hmm. Um, I th- okay, so practically, it changes the way that I create because I have to be way more efficient now. Mm, okay, cool. That's, a, that's that's for sure. Yeah, so being efficient is really important to me. Um, you know, not wasting time on... I made like folder templates. Like, it's insane. Like, I'll copy and paste like my project fo- uh, project folder and then brrr, has like my footage folder, audio folder, da, 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 everything's ready to rock. So it just cool. makes things efficient. Other than that though, I think through the lens of if I were to die, which I will one day, but if I were to die later on and all that brave and Raven had left of me was like my content, what I put out there, I think through the lens of like, these are truths that I want you to hold on to. It's good. You know what I mean? This is what I want you to know about also. Yeah. 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 It's good. Yeah. Like I want them. And I think through, I'll even say this, it wasn't really in your question, but for me, like, I try to like, sometimes I think like, I want to just talk about like this camera or I just want to talk about this or that things like trivial things. Because for, for, in my mind, I feel like that's what people want. Mm. That's what they're going to look for. That's what they're going to search on YouTube. But I can't, like, I just can't. Uh, And it's, I, I think about when Jeremiah, I think it's Jeremiah says, like the word of God's like burning in my bones, like a fire in my bones. Or when Paul says, woe is me if I don't preach the gospel. It's like, I'm not even on a full-time position at a church right now. And it's like, for me, I just got to preach, dude. I just got to share this word. So yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's the fire and behind why I do what I do. Praise God. Yeah. Um, all right. So I mentioned, I mentioned this is a a regular question. I, I always ask my, uh, wonderful guests is in a 60 second time frame. let's say this is your last day on earth right and you want to really lay something down for people um that are creatives specifically what what is something you would love for them to really remember um that you would share with them yep the three the three key three things that you need to hold on to as a creative following christ to fulfill the, the calling of god in your life first one is humility Remember that you are not the director. He is the director. You are directed. If you want to go far, if you want to really live out God's calling on your life, you got to get out of the director's chair and kneel before it and say, God, this is your plan. This is your gift. How do you want to do it? Two, empathy. Humility is first, empathy is second. And what I mean by empathy is kind of like what I was sharing earlier. If you have a creative gift, but you're not willing to speak the language of the person that you're trying to reach, then there's a disconnect. And I feel like, you know, we can get so caught up in, you know, A, not creating because we feel, oh, I don't want to be rejected or it's not good enough. 
like, dude, make it not about you. Make it about the person that God's calling you to reach. And then also, like, are you willing to do it at the level that is necessary for them to actually pay attention to it? I think that's it's critical that creatives have that empathy of like, okay, this is what it's going to take to communicate the gospel to this person. The third thing is discipline. I'm really big on discipline because discipline has transformed my life and I want to continue to grow in discipline. And what I mean by discipline is, is doing the thing that you don't like to do to get the results that you want. Mm. And I think sometimes as creatives, we still treat creativity as like a hobby or a pastime or I'm going to do it when I feel like it, or I'm, I'm going to do it when I'm inspired. And inspiration absolutely comes for me. And it's, it's amazing. But I've just made a decision that I'm not going to treat my craft like an amateur anymore. I made a decision that I'm going pro. And a pro doesn't wake up and say, oh, you know, I don't really feel like creating today. I'm not going to create. Like you create. It's, it's who you are. It's what you do. And that's how you get better. And you refine it and you critique it and you divorce yourself from your work. So it's like, I'm not what I make. That's another thing I realized is like when I'm an amateur, I'm in an amateur mindset. It's like everything that I am is attached to what I make. And you're really set up for some serious disappointment mm. and rejection issues when people critique your work then. Yeah. You can put it out there and say, this isn't me. It's an expression of who I am, but it's not who I am. Mm. Let's cut it up because I want to grow. Like, let's put this wow. thing on the chopping block and, wow. and, and, and see how we can do this thing better. Mm. It's, about, it's about being obsessed with the process more than the outcome and, and, and making that part of your worship. And that's where I think God, you know, he honors that. And he's, he's going to take you so much farther when you embrace that. So those three things over 60 seconds. Sorry. No, way. no, bro. That was great. <laughs> yeah. Humility. Seconds. <laughs> the, those are the three things I want. I want to leave these people with those three things. Yes. Yes. Embrace humility, embrace empathy, embrace discipline. Mm. So praise God. That's good. All right. So let's flip it out. Let's say, what have you seen creatives doing that you would discourage them from doing? Compromise. Cool. Yeah. I think we, we don't, in an effort to engage with the world, we end up smelling too much like the world. Mm. And that's not what they need. That's mm. not what the world needs. And I feel like if, if you have the privilege of being in the room and on the stage with other people who don't know Jesus, awesome. And if you're a Christian and you see other people on the stage that are with non-believers, don't be so quick to judge them that they have compromised because they might have been elevated to minister to those people, but also judge them by their fruits. We ought, we ought to judge each other by our fruits and hold each other accountable because it's just, it's really sad when, when we, we make Jesus's name part of our job and a way to make money or a way to make fame. But when we're in the secret place, we don't spend a second with him. Mm-hmm. So that's what I would hope for is creatives really, they, they hunger for the secret place more than they hunger for the stage. And that's for me too, man, because I get distracted. I get consumed with what I'm doing. Yeah. And, uh, and by the grace of God, he, he, he gives me hunger pangs mm. for, for that emptiness, that, that longing, that lacking of him in his presence. And so, but a generation of creatives who are like, yo, we are, we are unafraid to go into the darkness and, and shine the light. But we also know where our source is 
And we know that we need to spend that time in the secret place with him in order to be effective. I think, shoot, man, that's unstoppable. Mm, amen. Praise God. Oh, this has been lovely. Um, I think, I, I, so Jesus has been the, let's say, silver lining in this whole conversation. It's just been Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. So why, why do you, Kat, why do you choose to follow Christ, man? Um, cliche biblical answer, but <laughs> he, he chose me, man. Straight up. There's nothing in me that chose him. He, he found me when I was so off, so depraved, so lost. And he met me literally in my car. It was 7.30 in the morning. I was in my car on the way to the gym. And the Holy Spirit was just knocking on my heart. And he was saying, give it up, bro. Just give it up. You've been playing this game way too long. And I, I gave it up. And, and he set me free, man. He set me free from myself. Praise God. And so that's why I follow him because now I, I live with purpose. I live with an unquenchable joy. Do I have bad days? Absolutely. Mm. It's not about having every day be peaches and ice cream. That's you know, right. It's about, that's right. it's about having those really tough days and knowing like, shoot, man, I still got what I need. Mm. I got who I need. So that's why I follow him. Praise God. That's awesome, bro. Um, what would you... Within, you know, these last, let's say, few days and weeks, what has God been doing through you that you've been able to just to see the fruit um, hmm. with people? What has been doing for me? Uh, this could be like conversations, bro. This could be like he had an opportunity praying for someone had in whichever way, you know. that. The, and the, and the, the reason why I ask this, and I'll, I'll kind of maybe unpackage this, Sure. The reason why I asked that question is because it's one of my favorite questions to ask believers or disciples of Christ, I should say, is what is God doing through you? Because that requires a level of intimacy, it requires action, it requires, you know, a life yep. with God. It, it requires you to be doing things with him and yep. allowing him to work through you. And that's the only reason I ask this question is because that is the fastest way I can tell uh, the level of intimacy someone has with the Lord when sure. when they're able to kind of unpackage, you know, what what God's been doing. Because th th ultimately, that's what we're called to do. We're called to live this life with Him, you right. know, and to be used by Him. And the way we're used is different. Like, everybody has different things we're doing, you know? I mean, we're all called to some things that are all the same, but, you know, sharing the gospel, um, you know... <sighs> baptizing people, setting them free, healing the sick. Like there, there are certain things that God has, Jesus has called us to do, but there are certain little facets that he's been using us specifically throughout our time, yeah. uh, recent days, you know? So anything right, that may come into right mind. Now, yeah. Yeah. Talk, talk, talk about this Kenya trip. So yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. So, <laughs> this is crazy. So when God gave me the vision for this company, Reveal Media, a few years ago, the goal, like I said, was he wanted to let level the playing field with, uh, you know, these corporate, you know, conglomerate machines that can afford major production, leveraging the resource from those clients and funneling that towards missionaries and ministries and churches and organizations to share the gospel and what the, what the gospel is doing and producing throughout the earth. And so... 
part of that vision was actually a very clear picture of a woman. And he basically showed me that there's a woman halfway across the world in a village whom the Holy Spirit is using to radically change the lives of the people around her. And nobody will know her story unless somebody goes and captures it. And so I was like, shoot, man, can't wait to meet this woman. You know, <laughs> that was years ago. That was a few years ago. Oh my word. Really? Wow. Years ago. And then this past December or November, I got a, uh, a text from a guy from my church who I just met through our small group. He had gone to Kenya a few times before. Conservative dude. He's, he's loves, loves the Lord, loves Jesus. The last one to say, this is what God said. He's just one of those guys. So he's like, he's really, he's just really grounded. He's a thinker. Love him. Theological genius. Mm. He approaches me one day or he texts me and says, Hey, I need to grab lunch with you. So we grab lunch over lunch. He says, dude, when I was in worship the other day at church, I got this intense vision that I need to go back to Kenya. And this is going to sound weird, but I also had a vision that you need to come with me. You need to shoot a film about what's going on there. And if it was from anybody else, bro, if it, if anybody else said that, you know, how people said like, God told me I'm going to be your husband. Like, it's like, yeah, yeah I'm sure he did. <laughs> like, yeah. But for him, because he's so careful about throwing that around, he's, he's just yeah. careful. He's just wise. I was like, shoot, bro. Like, I know that, that you, that you say that understanding the consequences of the weightiness of that. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I'll pray about it. And as I was praying about it, I kind of had this, this recurring vision again of that woman, of that woman halfway across the world. And this, this picture of, in my mind and my heart of her is like, she's, you know, beautiful woman, pregnant and, uh, has a gift of prophecy and she's her, she's being used by the Holy spirit to encourage women. I told you about my kid. Yep. <laughs> it's all good, bro. Yeah. It's been, it's been silent this whole time. <laughs> I know. He ran up. He was like, I night night. <laughs> and you go, he's um, but uh, he's like pressing the buttons on my lock. Sorry. I got to get back in the story. Yeah. You're good. yeah so she, she's, she's out there. Pro- 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 prophetic gift. Uh, and she's, she's empowering the women around her and she's mothering the kids in, the, in her village that aren't even her own. And, and we're going to capture her story. So we're literally like, I'm right now trying to do pre-production for a film mm. about a woman that I don't even know exists, wow. which is a weird. trip yeah. because that's, <laughs> do you, you hear You can let him in. It's all good. <laughs> Oh my goodness. I'm going to let him in real quick. Yeah, bro, go ahead. The truth, this is what this is what this looks like, guys. To, to live as a creative with your... Wait, can you say hello? Can you say hi? Hey, buddy. Man, he's beautiful, bro. He's a cute kid. My goodness. I want him to speak. Can you say something, buddy? Hello. <laughs> Speaking in tongues, man. Yeah, he's good at that. Super good that. No oh, one can interpret it in our household, though. Oh, man. Um, All right. I'll let you back outside. Okay. I'll be, on, I'll be done in a second. All right. All right. I love you. <laughs> oh, this is awesome. So, for those of you who are creating things and aren't parents yet, 
This is what's waiting for you. <laughs> Locking your kids out of your room. You didn't close the door, bro. <laughs> I know. You just opened it, dude. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, this, is, this is, talk about authentic. Yeah, bro. This is a life, man. Maybe we can uh, finish with this question and wrap yeah. it up. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, thank you for your insight. Thank you. Yes. Thank you, Greg. So anyway, as I'm, as I'm finishing this story, as I'm finishing the pre-production for this film, yeah, it's so clear that the Lord's behind this man. And praise God. And so we're, I'm, I'm, I'm in this process of like partnering with God mm. to make a film that He's the director of. Praise God. Which so it just backs up everything you said earlier. You know, yep, that's the directed life right there. So I'm, I'm living what I preach, man. And praise God. God. Awesome, man. Yo, Kat, this has been amazing, bro. Um, thank you so much for your time, really. I've been very blessed with our conversation. You bet. Uh, Me too, man. Every episode, I do uh, pray for... Well, what, I do, what I've been doing is I'll have the guests pray for the listeners. Yeah. And I'll just pray Love for it. you and your family real quick, bro. Um, and then I'll just let you go and spend time with your little one. Cool. Sounds good, man. Fire away. All right. Brave, you want to pray? Can we pray? See, he's praying. Oh my goodness. Lord, we thank you for this time. We thank you for you being the creator. You are the director and every creative gift comes from you and represents you well. And I just pray very simply right now in full faith that whoever is listening to this, (laughs) amen, (laughs) whoever is listening to this, would be encouraged and would, would know that you've gifted them for a purpose. Yes, God. They don't need to believe the lie of fear anymore. They don't need to, they don't need to give into their flesh and be lazy. And they know that their gift is not for themselves. It's for the benefit of other people. I pray that they would embrace that. I pray that we all would embrace that. I pray that we would take this hour seriously, knowing that uh, you, you are coming back and you're coming back for a bride that's victorious. And so God, I pray that that would be enough for creators listening right now, that they would feel encouraged and they would feel a fear of you and know that you're going to give an account. You're going to take an account rather of how we stewarded stewarded what you've given us in, in these days, the privileges that we have, the resources that we have, the gifts that we have. So God, I pray that you would come back pleased and proud. In Jesus' name. Amen. Lord, I thank you for Cap and his beautiful children, Lord, and his wife, God. I just ask you to continue to bless them um, and provide for them and, and, and just give clear direction as what needs to be taking place and, and what direction you want them to go. Um, just thank you so much for him. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Guys, this whole podcast was brought to you by my book, One Day Closer to Becoming Who You've Been Created to Be. Um, if you'd like to check that out, it's available on Amazon. You can just type that in. Um, it's available as an ebook and a paperback copy. So if you want to get some more stuff uh, to just check out throughout the week, I think you'll be blessed with it. All right, Cap. It's been a, a wonderful time, bro. Thank you for your time, man. You bet, man. Thanks for having me. Enjoy Jesus. Peace out. Later, bro. Later.